Hey, what's going on, y'all? This is Victory BX Supreme Promoter. Basically, I'm here with my brother, rap artist Evaze, representing Miami, Florida. But before I start this interview, anyone that liked this episode of the Grind Ethics Mixtape Show, I'd be very grateful if anyone could make a, a small donation. My um, donation link is Grind Ethics Cash App. That's Grind Ethics Cash App. And um, also follow me on Grind Ethics Media and follow me on Grind Ethics Mixtape Show. I got my um, other, I told y'all before that I was disconnected from my first Grind Ethics Instagram page, which is Grind Ethics Mixtape Show. Now I'm back on it. So you got so you could follow me on Grind Ethics Media and Grind Ethics Mixtape Show at Instagram. Also hit me up. I'm going to get back on my Twitter grind, I, I promise. I'm going to get back on my Twitter grind. Hit me up, Grind Ethics Twitter. Um, right now, I'm here with my brother. Once again, like I said, my brother, rap artist Evaze. What's going on, bro? Yo, what's going on, man? Building, building, man. I'm out here in dirty-ass New York suffering, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man, we're out here in Miami, man. We have this, um, this hurricane that's coming through, but it's not really like a hurricane. It's more just like a bad storm. But, uh, yeah, it's coming through right now. Yeah, hurricane season is about, what, next month, right? The real hurricane shit. Nah, that shit been starting. That shit starts like late August, I think. Wow, wow. I remember... Until, like, fucking October and shit. Oh, damn. Yeah, yeah, it gets crazy out here. I remember y'all had that big-ass hurricane in 92. This is when I was a kid. Oh, yeah, Andrew. <laughs> that was the biggest y'all had, though. I was like, I was young. I was like, I don't, know, I don't even know, maybe like 10 or 11. That was the biggest y'all had, though. That was the biggest one that we've had, yeah, in recent times. But one that, that hit last year or two years ago, I think it was uh, Irma or so shit. That shit hit pretty hard, but it wasn't as bad as... Uh, as I do in some places, like the Keys got fucked up with, with Irma. But some other spots got hit too, but um, it wasn't that bad, yeah. Yeah, man. I, I I was meaning to go to Florida before this whole pandemic shit happened. Damn, yeah, I was out there in New York in January. That shit was dope as hell, man. Yeah, man. I'm trying to leave New York. But, <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, man, congratulations on the success, bro. Nah, thanks, man. I appreciate that, man. What was that name of the song? I forgot the name of the song that I, I reviewed. Uh, doing me, doing me, yeah. That shit was so. Yeah. That shit was so dark, yo. Yo, a lot of your music is real dark, yo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My shit is dark. Yeah, yeah. I like that shit. Though. I ain't gonna lie. I like that shit because <laughs> you know what I mean. I mean, some people might see it as depressing or whatever. I mean, what made you want to get into that that dark side, man? For real. Man, I don't know. Like, I just remember writing rhymes. Actually, it started with like poetry and shit. I would, I would write poetry, and I would get into just expressing myself, you know, through the the, the written word, you know. And I just started getting like, I was obviously like into hip hop. I was listening to mad shit back then, and I'm like, yo, let, let me try to write some some shit. I started writing and it rhymed, and I tried I started just expressing my feelings and shit, 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 shit that I was thinking about, and um, yeah, man. That's pretty much how I started writing rhymes. As far as like, the dark shit, I mean, that's always been there. As far as like my love for horror films, okay, like I've always been like attracted to the dark side of like of nature, 
society and like uh, the psychological aspect of a human being and uh, like the things we do and why we do them and just like I don't I'm into all that shit <laughs> yo that's that's crazy because a lot of rapper rap artists or MCs are not really are not really that diverse it's like it's like niggas either talk about um, yeah. um sex money drugs yeah. Or how nice they are on the mic. <laughs> yeah, there's some. There's some that, that, that kind of do it, but yeah, a lot, a lot of them, they're on some other shit, yeah. Now everybody's riding on this Black Lives Matter wave, talking about... Yo, listen, I've been I've been listening to A-Likes, and A-Likes, big shout-outs to the A-Likes. They always talk about fuck the police all, all day, every day, but not every... A lot of people, that's, it, they're on that... Black Lives Matter wave talking about police brutality, which is all good, but you know it's whatever, man. Now it's gonna be. I mean, I'm waiting for that fade to trade. I'm waiting for that trend it's to fade funny, fade it's away. Funny, it's funny you mention that because like <laughs> the next track that I'm dropping is is on that subject matter. Okay. Yeah, yeah. The next, I'm dropping a track in the next couple of weeks, and so I'm not, I'm not sure if, it, if it's going on the album yet. I might just put it out as a single, but um. Yeah, it's produced by, by my boy XVR. Okay. XVR and um, yeah, she's banging, man. It's dope, and it has like some message to it, you know, trying to trying to wake people up. Okay, definitely, definitely, yeah. definitely. I mean, I seen like I see like I mean, it's positive that a lot of rap artists are talking about this shit, I've but seen, um, I've seen a lot of that, and, and and I'm really like happy about that. Yeah. I, mean, I feel that 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 type of shit that like creates. Creates change, you know. Like back then, when the war was going on, we had we had Bob Dylan talking about shit. Like, like you know, artists gotta be be on that shit sometimes, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We see it, we observe it. We just gotta speak on it for I mean, I I just hope that certain cats are real about it, though. Just don't do a political. Yeah. Police brutality song just to do it because everybody else would do it and exactly, exactly. Nah. you know yeah. that's yeah, why I'm that's why I'm kind of airy about but um but you you always spoke about you know what I'm saying you kind of spoke about certain things like that certain things because I I heard um one of your albums I reviewed a while ago is yeah. touching on things that that bothers you as a person <laughs> yeah I guess yeah yeah yeah. And a lot of people just don't, you know, like if you hate your job, talk about how you hate your job. Stop talking about how you rich and you're not really financially rich and talk, yeah, yeah. you know what I mean? I got to speak about what I know, you know? Well, you know, but you do it on some dark side. I think it's because of browser. It's browser's fault. <laughs> <laughs> Big shout to browser beats, man. He got some nice beats though, man. It brings that shit out for real. I think that that shit. <laughs> yo, big shouts to Browser Beats. Yo, how, how how you met Browser though? I'm sorry, are we about to say? I've known I've Browser since high school. Okay, 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 okay. Yeah, since high school, man. He was always the the beat maker, man, the conductor. Okay, that's cool. That's cool. And um, him and some other heads, you know, we're still in touch. We still make music. It's called Awaken Being Music. It's the brand, it's the era, you know, and that's just gonna we're, we're building that shit right now. Well, that's cool. That's cool. That's de- that's yeah. that's definitely cool. Yeah, man, definitely bring a, especially yeah. that last um that that um that new single 
doing me, that shit kind of like, that shit was like real left field for me. I'm not complaining, okay, okay. but I was like, this uh, browser he did it, he outdid, he did, he outdid himself on this one. <laughs> I was like, damn, I need that. Yeah, that shit was, ew. You, you know what it is? You know what I like about both of y'all? Y'all not on some new school shit, new school popular bullshit, and y'all yeah. not on some on some straight hip-hop dinosaur 90s shit. Y'all like yeah. alternative. Like, this is the option. You can have the 1990s shit. You can have or listen to the trap music shit, the drill music shit, but we got our shit too. You yeah, get more... Yeah. Yeah, we're definitely influenced by the, by the boom bap era, you know. That's like in us. Yeah, I see. Well, I hear that. Yeah, for sure. Like I don't know. As far as alternative rap, I, I don't know. I don't even know how I see it like that. I don't. Know, I don't know. I don't know what to call it. It's just dope shit for me. It's just dope. Yeah. Fuck it. It's just, yo. Yeah, I don't know. You, you gotta let the people. You gotta let the people. That's true. Name that's the true. name. Name whatever y'all doing. That's true. That's true. You gotta let the people name it. You gotta let, let them label it. Shit. <laughs> yeah, that's what it is. That's what it feels like to me because I'm I'm into the old school shit. I I, I grew up on 1990s rap or hip hop, whatever. Yeah, yeah. But I'm not just stuck on hip hop. Like I I, I I hear a lot of sure. hip hop yeah. 90s dinosaurs, and all they talk about is oh hip hop is dead. Hip hop. I mean, don't you feel kind of disrespected when 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 90s fan 90s hip hop fans say they ain't no real MCs. When you're a real MC and you out yeah, there and you nah. busting your ass, <laughs> yeah. nah, I, I don't really feel offended by that. It's, it, I guess that, that that makes it a teachable moment, you know. And you just let them know, like, nah, yo, it's not that. You know, go hit up, hit up Rugged Man, hit up, hit up, you know, fucking Awaken Beam music. You know, it's the filth from Browser. Exactly. There's so many heads. Serum, H2O. There's so many heads. You know, right there, you just put them onto shit. And as far as like other heads, there's like, yeah, Rugged Man, there's Immortal, Afro's dropping shit. People are still dropping shit. Action Bronson, Mayhem Loren. Yeah. Yeah, there's no hip hop, man. People can't say that. If they say that, it's because they're lazy. They, they ain't trying to look for it. They, 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 they ain't, exactly. They're not yeah. trying to look for it. But you on. I don't understand how people be on social media all day talking about hip hop is dead uh, on the comic section on YouTube. You be on YouTube, motherfuckers be on YouTube talking about hip hop is dead, but all you have to do is go to the search bar and log on to real new MCs. Like, how lazy can you be? Like, I don't understand. Like, <laughs> that's like, that's just crazy to me. Like, that shit, they, they 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 might listen to like some old school Wu Tang or old school Red Man or any '90s or '80s rap music and reminisce and be like, "Yo, hip hop is not like it like like it used to be. Hip hop is dead. Why can't it sound like?" But my man Evade sound like this though, in a way. He's lyrical. What about my man Dave East? What about J Cole, Kendrick Lamar, Joey Badass, they, uh, uh, um, Astro, um, Black Dave? Yo, I could name count. Oh, come on. I could write a whole list of new school MCs. For sure, yeah, definitely. I'm like, like you said, it's laziness, and they only. I don't see. See, I don't see a lot of ni- a lot of '90s hip hop fans that be on that shit. I don't really see them as real hip hop fans. 
I see them as just fans of a particular era. Of then era. they're not even fans of the eighties, just the nineties. Yeah, yeah. And they're so used to, they're so used to uh, uh, on BET, uh, uh, MTV, big platforms, or their local yeah, radio yeah. station playing what we call real hip hop. But they're just yeah. too. But being that master is not giving you your favorite food, your favorite chicklins. You mad at master? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's the truth. They're slaves. They're slaves. Yeah. They're really a lot of hip hop '90s cats. 90s fans are really slaves to the corporate world. They're mad that the corporate world, that the big mainstream media corporate world, whatever you want to call it, is not giving them real hip-hop or what we call real hip-hop. That's what it really is. That's what it really is. Because I don't understand when you, when you, when you hear real hip-hop fans, I mean real hip-hop MCs all over the place, and then you talk about how real hip-hop is dead. I don't understand yeah. that shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't get that either. You know, but it's whatever, man. It's whatever. So, um, so what made you? Because you're from Miami, and and yeah. and you're like a rugged ass, you know, uh, uh, um, MC. You're not like the typical Miami, you know, bass driven type of MC. What made you want to? To like the hard shit. Like I, I start my first CD was probably like the Chronic. Like that's the first CD I ever bought. And like it's just the Chronic and like Wu Tang. Wu Tang was a big influence when I first saw Wu Tang. That, that whole style just like kind of like just stuck with me, man. And I, when I started writing my own rhymes, I would like I would have those beats in my head, like the that beat those BPMs, you know? Yeah. And like sometimes I'll get the, the, the instrumental of a certain song and I'll, and I'll write over that. And I started recording like my record, recording songs on a, on a tape player, like recording like on a tape and like over the beat. It was crazy. It was crazy. Like and finally it just made it to the lab, you know. <laughs> okay, you you was never into like the regular Miami music like Luke Pitbull. Uh, I was. I was. I, I was into Two Live Crew. Yeah, for sure. Uh, Uncle Al. Mad people, man. Yeah, I love that shit too. But I, I just didn't like gravitated, I guess, towards like my own style, like my own, like my, on a personal level, you know. For me, it was it was those tracks, like those those tracks on um the, the, the personal tracks that I would gravitate towards. Like I remember listening to Thirty Six Chambers, and the track that really affected me the most was the uh, Tears. When RZA does that story joint about like his brother getting shot, yeah, and Ghostface does that story joint about the age shit, like it just that shit fucked my head up, like yeah, like that, that, that shit was a story right there. I just thought, I just saw a fucking movie, like <laughs> yeah, me too. I, I, yeah, that's crazy. And I was big into movies too. I was, I've always been big into movies, so like just combining that whole thing, like storytelling and like being descriptive. With your rhymes, that people are able to see that shit in their heads. You know? Exactly, exactly. Yeah, so I just I try to fuck with that, and like that's that's pretty much it. Like, it's that was, like yeah, I, I like the dark shit, the real shit. Yeah, you know? when people are real, when an artist is real, that's about the, their their thoughts and their, their insecurities and their own mistakes. Like that's the shit I like. You know, stop bragging, stop boasting. Like that shit ain't real. That that car is rented. Like, come on, man. Of course, of course, of course. Like, who are you? Who 
are you when you go to sleep at night? You know what I'm saying? What, what problems are you dealing with right now? Like, that's real artistry. That's real, like, when you put that personal touch on it, you can't, you can't compare it, man. It's real shit. Exactly, exactly. Niggas are like, they remind me of that movie, Paid in Full. You ever seen that movie, Paid in Full? Remember that part when Mitch, when when the guy who played on uh, Mitch, he was a big time drug dealer, and he was okay. he had a whole he had the girls around him, he had the chain, he had the drug spots, he had the car, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. But at the end of the day, he lived in his mom's house. He lived in his mom's house, yeah, exactly, exactly. I mean, I mean, I'm not dogging nobody for living in moms. I live, I still live with my moms too, but I'm just saying, like, <laughs> you supposed to be some big time. Drug deal. I mean, you could have been. Yeah, yeah, you could have been had your own crib, but at the end of the day, you, you know. And, and but like you said, like cats have a place to go where you where you where you go at night, where you exactly, sleep at night exactly. afterwards. You know. Exactly. But that was a deep scene, paid in full. Like I, <laughs> that was a deep yeah. scene. That, that that said a lot of words without saying. You know. Yeah, you gotta watch that shit again. That was that was paid in full. Was like. Was like a lot of rappers wanted to be like those drug dealers at that time. Um, AZ, uh, Alpo, motherfucking um, uh, um, Rich Porter. You know what I mean? But it, it, it told a story how cats were just caught up in materialistic shit and they fell and they fell victim to, to to social status. And that's what kind of fucks up the rap game is social status. You know, it all started with that gold chain. That gold chain back in the 80s. I know that shit was the shit back in those days. And, 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 and people still rock it on some remember the 80s shit. But that gold chain fucked up a lot of lives. That gold chain, we lost a lot of brothers and sisters because of that gold chain. A lot of mothers got killed because of that gold chain, especially in New York. You can't. I'm from I'm from the I was I grew up in the Bronx in the eighties and nineties. You couldn't just walk on my block. My block is all good now. It's okay now. But you couldn't just walk on my block in the eighties and nineties with that gold chain. You couldn't just Exactly. You oh you get your you get your life snatched if you don't let that shit go. And some people was just getting shot and then and then getting their fucking gold chain snatched. That shit you know, but it's that social. I don't know. It's your interview. How how you feel about the social status part of rap music? Does it does does it makes you sick to your stomach? It makes me sick to my stomach half the time. <laughs> I mean, I mean, it's a, it's like one of those things. It's like a necessary evil, I guess, because like it's the industry and like and the audience and the people, whatever the fuck they like. You know, it's it's gonna go towards. But as far as the social status, it's like, you know, it goes either way. It goes either way. You know? like, it, it, it can be good or it can be bad. Right? It, it depends how you use it, you know? It depends how you use it. Exactly, exactly. So tell us about your very first album, man. How long it took you to, what's the name of it, and how long it took you to basically um, finish that? Um, so back in like, I would say like 03, 04, this is 2004. Three, 2004 um, I was with a group I was with a group called Arcane and um, we put out one album with them um, it's, a, it's on my band camp it's called The, the Thickest Torture is Reality and um, that was a group album it was me my, and my boy my 
Other Boy MC, theoretical, and um, produced by Johnny Biggs. And um, they're still, Johnny Biggs is still in the game. He's still making beats. Hit him up on IG, at Johnny Biggs. And, um, you know, saying a piece of theoretical. Theoretical's really out the game right now. He's not really, like, pursuing it as much, but he's, uh, he might make a... It might come through for a feature on, on a new album. So yeah, so um, so that was Arcane. That that was the group album that came out around like yeah, around four or five. Then around like oh seven, oh eight, I started working on my solo album, and that was called Mastery, and that's also available on on, on the Bandcamp. And um, that's just dope too, man. That was had mostly production by. By um, the Filth, we had production by the OBS, production by Dark Matter, and um, yeah, that shows it's bananas. You go check it out. And um, so that was mastery. And then after that, I took kind of a break. I took a hiatus. I started doing film. I started writing the scripts and directing short films and shit. And um, so that, that was a couple of years. So then, like in 2013. I kind of came back, started recording, uh, recording little songs here and there, but not, not, nothing really serious. And then like, recently, in the last couple of years, like last year, I dropped an EP, and that was called The Prologue. And um, that has five tracks on it, and then I'm working on the new album now. That's called Destruction is a Form of Creation. And um, yeah, that's what's currently being recorded at the moment. Damn, how you come up with these names? Destruction is a form of creation. Damn. Destruction is a form of creation. Yeah, I, I, I've heard it before, but I, I remember hearing it in the movie on um, Donnie Darko. I don't know if you've seen that. The what? Donnie Darko. Nah, i never seen it before. Peep that, peep that. It's a crazy flick. Yeah, it, it comes up in that. Hmm. That's, that's, yeah. that's ill. So tell us about your last, um, you have a, um, your EP, your last EP on, on Bandcamp. Yeah, yeah uh, the Prologue EP. That's, uh, it's five tracks. Producers, um, Browser Beats is on it and Black Tokyo Music. He had two beats. And, um, yeah, man, it was one of those things that just kind of came together. This whole project is, um, it's a three part project. So there's like, and then it's kind of like in the form of a book, because like when, when you read a book, the, the beginning is the prologue. So that, that that was the prologue. Then the next album, which I'm, which I'm coming out, is kind of like the book, which is called Destruction of the Form of Creation. That's the book. What chapter? Every song is a chapter. Then after this album, I'm gonna I'm gonna drop the epilogue, and that's like a, a, another five track EP, and that's gonna like end the end the book. You know what I'm saying? Well, that's so, hot. That's hot. Definitely. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah, so it's like a three-part project, three-part album that all kind of, kind of connects, talks about the same things, shows the evolution of growth, and it's also like a book. It's like my own biography, you know? So it's the prologue, the structure of the form of creation, and then the epilogue. Okay. Yeah. I, I was... I was I was talk. Uh, I was thinking about one of the songs from your last, um, from your latest EP. You was talking about some girl, some shit like that. I forgot the name of the song. You was talking about some girl. You ain't trying to waste your life with for some shit. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there's two. There's um, there's truth and lie. 
Yeah, truthful lies. I think yeah, truthful lies. Yeah, yeah. Or, or, or good days. Good days is a personal joint. But um, truth and lie. Yeah, truth and lie was um, it's an idea that kind of like I, I wanted to talk about the truth and about a lie in the form of a of a woman. Like what would what would truth be if she was a girl? What would lie be? How would she be if she was a girl? Wow. You know what I'm saying? So I you, I, I went in with that with that like. That mentality, that like idea, and I just started, I just ran with it, you know. And I started like, if you, if you if you listen close to the verse, there's a lot of little like subtle like details that that point at me talking about truth, you know. You just got, you just gotta follow. You just gotta, you just gotta. Um, people just gotta follow. Do you think like these younger cats are like are not really? on your level as far as this comprehending shit. Like I mean this I mean there's some cats in their early twenties or in their twenties in general that's that's lyrical and and, and, and they and they and they can understand certain aspects of life, but for the majority of let's say American younger Americans, do you feel like do you think you probably lose them or not to say it's all about them. Not to say it's all about them, but Yeah. Yeah, I mean I don't know whether I lose him or not. Like, fuck it. Yeah, fuck it. Like, you do what yeah, you do. I, mean, I, I, I can't really do anything about it, you know. <laughs> so I'm like, if, if you if you feel it, you feel it. If you get it, you get it. If you don't, fuck it. Like, I can't, you know? Exactly. You can't dumb yourself down for anybody, man. For anybody. It's like... Yeah, I'm going to so much spit it the way I want to spit it, you know? If, 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 if you're fucking with it, that's, that's great. <laughs> exactly. So tell us about your shows, the last shows... Or oh, tell us about the history of your shows, or the different venues you performed in. Yeah, yeah, okay. Um, I've been to a couple spots. Um, let's see, like back in the day, my first show was like in two thousand and one. Before Arcane, we had, we had a group called Forecast, and it was like eight or nine members. This was, this was like back in one. I was like nineteen. I was mad young, but we were like eight of us, and we had four. And we performed at some spot. I don't even remember the name, but it was wild, though. It was dope. Um, yeah, man, all around Florida. Um, back when there was a Senior Frogs, we rocked that as Arcane. I performed um, at the I.O. Lounge. Fucking, um, we're at. Fucking, um, the, the spot called Catalyst. That shit was dope. Um... Okay, have you ever performed outside your um, city or outside your state in uh, general? No, I haven't, man. I haven't. I wanted to, when I went to, up to New York in January, I wanted to uh, hit up some open mic spots, but I couldn't, we couldn't find that again. I was like, damn. I'm surprised they didn't go to the um, the famous EOW. EOW? Yeah, that's like the biggest open mic. Oh, shit. I that's, that's like the biggest open mic in New York, and also they expanded in different parts of the planet. In Europe, I think they got one in uh, yeah, they got one in, in, in a few places in Europe, and it's very but it's very big in New York. It's sort of in New York, over in Lower East Side, Manhattan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's crazy. But um, but yeah, that's that's it. So um. So you're coming out with this latest project, right? You're talking about the EP. Uh, I just came out with it, yeah, and um, last year, th- December. Okay, okay, that's cool. That's cool. Uh, how's the how's the feedback so far? It's been pretty good, 
man. Yeah, it's been really great. A lot of people like it. It's been getting, it's strong. It's strong. Yeah. Okay. So how's your what's your um your methods of um as far as marketing yourself? Um, as far as marketing, yeah, I have to, I have to do more of that, man. I have to be, I have to get better at that. But pretty much just kind of like making videos, talking to the people, kind of like just letting 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 them know what's going on. What the fuck am I doing? Maybe really like um, going live during the, the recording sessions. I gotta start doing that. I have a couple of things. I have a couple of things planned up. Okay. Okay. Well, good looking, my brother. Good looking for being on the grind at this mixtape show. You know what I mean? Oh yeah, yeah tell yeah. people your your social media contacts. Yeah, yeah, you can hit me up everywhere. I'm on IG, Evade Zip Hop. That's E V A I Z E Hip Hop. And I'm on um, Twitter, Evade One. Like the number one, just Evade One. And um, on Facebook, Evade. And then on yeah, Evade Zip Hop. Just Evade Zip Hop. Google me. I'm a, I'm a, I'll come out. Definitely, definitely. Yo, thank y'all for listening to the Grind Thinks Mixtape Show. Yo, if anybody liked this interview, um, I'll be very grateful if anyone could, uh, would like to make a donation, a small donation to Grind Ethics Cash App. That's Grind Ethics Cash App. And follow me on Grind Ethics Twitter, Grind Ethics Mixtape Show on Instagram, and also Grind Ethics Media on Instagram. So, if anything... Remember, peoples, tell a friend to tell a friend that's all about the motherfucking grind, basically.